the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck. Great to have Paul back with us. Good to be here, gentlemen. Sorry I missed last week. I know you guys had a fun time without me. We won't have nearly as much fun this week. And the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. <laughs> no, we just could take shots to your face that's okay. this week. So that's, right. that's great. Um, and our friends Morgan Stanley, Global Sports Entertainment, are also with us as always. Uh, they believe in empowering pro- professional athletes and entertainers with everything they need to know to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. Learn more. Go to MorganStanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. We're going to talk some quarterbacks to start here. we got uh, some NFL stuff to get into also and uh, some valuations and stuff, overpaid, underpaid. But let's talk about the injury news first um, because significant injury in college football and not just uh, for the college football championships but for the draft for teams looking for and a, a quarterback that everybody was waiting to come out uh, the lefty. We haven't had a good left-handed quarterback right. in the NFL. Since and, Ken Stabler. No, Steve Young. <laughs> That's right, too, Steve Young. Um, I would say Scott Mitchell, but he had like one good year. You shouldn't say Scott Mitchell. Okay. Anyways, we haven't had a decent lefty in quite some time. Tua Tongaloa, um, dislocated hip, and he's having surgery there. An ankle surgery Today, also. Yeah. yeah, surgery. We're recording this on a Monday. He's having surgery. Three to six-month recovery here on the dislocated hip. Um, is it similar to uh, initial reports where people are like, oh, I heard similar to Bo Jackson, which I think That's is the a, first thing. Didn't that the first thing you think of? Because I think uh, hip, well, hip injury is a weird, odd sports injury. And when they're really serious, that's the first thing I thought of was Bo Jackson. I, I didn't think of that. I just saw someone tweet it and I'm like, uh, you know, people just put anything out on Twitter. So I don't know <laughs> if it's similar to Bo Jackson's. Did you guys see it live? I did not well, see it. Well, Bose was a dislocated hip at the time, and, and Bose was incredible because it was a sh- it was the sheer power of Bo Jackson that almost like forced it. I'm not sure this one happened the same way. It's similar, um, but it's an unusual sports injury. It, it is, and I understand the take that you you, you know you, you want to take it progressively to, you know, he had an ankle injury. It affected his mobility. He stuck his leg in the ground. It, did, you, did you see the highlight at least? Yeah. It, right. it, I saw it live. It's kind of odd to watch, and then once you find out it's a hip injury, you're trying to watch exactly. it again to go, wait, how, wait, what? Exactly, and that's where I started to follow some of those doctors on Twitter that were getting retweeted around because you, you could see from from the way they were verbaging it, he, his, his standing leg basically got driven backwards. And you've seen that. We've seen that with quarterbacks when they're on the back leg throwing. It's similar to that. Here's my take on Bo Jackson. Yes, it's dislocated. Um, there's a femur issue, I believe. It pushed through the back and, mm-hmm. out, and out the. It, it's kind of gross, but mm-hmm. three months. The problem with Bo Jackson thirty years ago was that they didn't handle it well. They they had never seen something like this with that much force. To your point, Paul. So they mistreated it to some degree, and arthritis set in. I don't anticipate that's going to happen. I mean, we're thirty years <laughs> right. better at this stuff now, and we've got those kind of injuries to to come up. Yeah, we know, have bionics to now. use. Yeah, so we can do anything. I'm kid, kidding. I'm, I don't mean to joke <laughs> about. Has a, uh, two has a younger brother to just yeah. take his hip and put it yeah. in the toe. I don't mean right? to joke about the guy's serious injury. I, it, it's know, definitely yeah. serious. I just think I think he'll be back on the field. Sure. Yeah. Right? Gonna, I mean, gonna, this isn't going to be career threatening, right? Gonna, yeah, but it com- well, you're going to get to this. It completely changes his draft status. Totally. It, sure. It does. And the yeah. ability, and probably the way he plays football, right? Don't you think? Well, he he has some mobility. I think that's part of what you know. He's not necessarily he's not a Lamar Jackson runner, but he's a mobile quarterback. Yeah, I equated him to Russell question, Wilson. Isn't that yeah, about right? Yeah, I think you're. I think sure. you're safe. The question becomes how much does does this injury potentially limit right. and affect what his mobility is? And you know, I after you 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 sort of realize what happened to him, the first thing you thought of was like, man, it's it's just. You know, he had a potential to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Now he's a mid-round pick at best. It makes the Bosa kid look even smarter last year. In, in, I'm, yeah, no, I'm not even. No, I'm not even kidding. Well, I mean, that's a big part of this, Kevin. The game, not, it was like 35 to seven in the second quarter when this happened. Right. There was a lot of people saying, yeah, "What now is he Nick doing Saban out there?" Nick Saban said that they were taking him out. They wanted him to run the a two-minute two minute drill. drill. And yeah. and again, I get it. And you know, and and I, I know coaches oh. coach and players play, and they don't. Yeah. If, if a guy's playing, he's playing, you know, and if it, it you know, if he, okay. if he comes out healthy and it could have happened in right. the first drive of the third quarter. But we talk about we talk about money on the show, right? In <laughs> sports. 
And if you're an advisor to Tua Tongaloa, you have to be telling him, Tua, you've already won national championship. Like, what are you, what are you playing for? Like, if you win the Heisman or not, doesn't matter on your draft status. It does not. You're asking Kevin, and and you're asking a guy to do to go completely against the opposite of yes. how athletes are built and think. You know, now if Bosa doesn't get hurt at the beginning of last year, he's not likely sitting that but year out. Atua had an ankle injury. He did. So he's already uh, yeah, had ankle surgery, right? So <laughs> again, I'm I'm just looking at that. Like, okay, once you got hurt this year, yeah. The the smart money. I bet our friends at Morgan Stanley would have called him and said, "Hey, shut it down. You're going to make more money if you if I mean you're risking further injury. Something's compromised, right? And this is why Bosa sat out, right? Yeah. He was compromised. So why compromise anything further? Did it affect Bosa's draft status? <laughs> no, no. And so now with uh, Tua, right? I mean, he was probably the second quarterback. I'd maybe. say number two, yeah. The second quarterback overall, who would have been top ten. So you, Paul, you think he's out of the first round? I, I can't believe that he's going in the first round. Really? Um, at this point, coming off the injury. Honestly, uh, maybe it's a bottom of the first round. I mean, he's not going to the top ten. I mean, let's say it's a, it's, it's a three-month minimum like we're noting here. That's what, combine-ish, right? Mid-February we're yeah, talking about? Yeah. It's possible he can, it's, he can pass the physical, right, you know, in time for that April draft. He's not going to be able to do workouts and combine and pro days. Yeah, but is Joe Burrow? Is anybody going to do those workouts? It, it, no, they're no, not going right? to throw. To Kevin's point, everybody's shutting it down, right? It's right. load management everywhere now. Yes. Yeah, but they're still doing their pro days, and they're still, you know, well, yeah, they're, they're do still pro doing day. things like that. And if he's not going to be healthy enough to do private workouts and so forth, I think that's going to affect his status a little I, I bit. I struggle. We're going to get to pro days, but I, I'm struggling with all these formalities at this point now. There is so much freaking tape on these guys now. We can, we can see it anywhere. Like, we know what Tua does. You know what I mean? We know what kind of player he is, and we know what kind of pass, uh, you know pocket passer he can be. So to me, a lack of mobility might be a blessing yet, for this well, guy. Yet, yet it might why, be a blessing for his NFL transition, right? But and and to the bigger picture of all this, it drives me crazy. You, guys will skip the combine, and then you'll hear the typical you know s- you know smattering of NFL reaction. Oh, you know right. that you know that he doesn't want it, or he yeah. you know, and it's such BS. It really is to but your point, but they Mike, will do because it never affects their draft nothing. status. And, but they it will do a, a pro does. day that they set up under their right. terms with their receivers so that means even less it's you're right mike it's all bs either you know what this guy can do or you don't and him throwing That's in shorts am, uh, doesn't affect it yet yet tell me mike why we hear it every year adam schefter goes on nfl sources say they're up they're disappointed it's the name of our they're show upset. it's money baby all right speaking of so to mike's projections here for 2020 draft contracts um, let's say Tua goes late in the first round. I, I, that's a tw- it's a, at least yeah. a $15 million hip oh, injury, oh, right? easily. Right, because easily. number one pick overall in the projection is $36.6 million. That's a four-year contract. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed, $36.6 million. If you're drafted 20th, four years, $14 million. Yeah. So just look at that gap right there. That's $22 million bucks. It's big. Yeah. It's and so big- right now, as he preps for surgery... You think everybody, the guy is about to do on his hip, like, man, I got to get this right because this kid's probably this kid's already been cost. You, you, Alabama owes him twenty million. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's very possible there's an insurance policy, policy in place if if he's smart. for is. that slide right More there, Kevin. There is. So yes. if he slides down to let's say let's say it's twenty five, let's just throw it out there. Sure, I think he's still the third best quarterback available. See now, here's, I, I here's another issue. I I I think he's he's been fun to watch. He's been a great college player, and and again, maybe maybe I have to change the way I think of what NFL quarterbacks are. <laughs> I think a lot of people are right. I think they are too. <laughs> to me, he's not. To me, he he. To me, my initial reaction of watching him, he's not. He wasn't a slam dunk sure. number one, top five NFL quarterback. He's kind of small. Um, you know, he 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 he's. Good, but I, I don't know. I, that, that's just my thought was was I don't know that he was going to be the number one pick or num- or top five pick anyway. Oh, I think he's going to be top five. I, I I thought he'd be pre-injury. Yeah, I I thought he would be the second quarterback taken. He or doesn't somebody run really... like Murray. He doesn't run that offense like Murray. Good. I mean, we're trying to compare things. Here. I'm not trying to compare. I I just look at what he's able to do in big moments. Me too. And I think he throws a nice deep ball. Uh, I think he manages the game. Yes, I know he's playing for Alabama. I was kidding, by the way. By the way, I heard Alabama. a great stat, too, in relation to this. 
um, quarterback was the only position that Nick Saban has not had a first-round draft pick from Alabama. Of course. Um, and he won't – maybe he won't now. Um, and, again, uh, to me, that's also part of, of the scouting process of Tonga Vailoa is, is – the offense they run, the weapons that he has, you know, does it always translate when you can win national championships with with uh, with A.J. McCarron and Greg McElroy? Um, how much of it is the system and the players and how much of it is the quarterback? And I think that would have been a lot of the evaluation questions about Tonga Vailoa. I still think he's drafted. I, you know, if someone moves down to take him late in the first, I can see that. Uh, again, it's all going to depend on the medicals. We are just, you know, we, we don't know till he, he, how he comes out of this. But I think you're right with what they um, – he's going to get the best doctors to look at him. I mean, and, and you're probably right with insurance. The smart players have sure. it now, uh, whether they're, you know, with playing or not. And um, yeah, he's going to be okay. Let me tack on right. to your point here, Kevin, because <laughs> – But he, this is a guy who moved, by the way, moved his whole family from Hawaii right. to Alabama. Right. I mean, we're not – we're not just talking about hey, mom and dad came, right? Like brothers, sisters. Younger brothers, the third string. Yeah, I want. I think. Second I think some now. aunts and uncles may have come. Where, where do you think he got that money from, Kevin? I have no idea. I'm just, <laughs> That's a different show. I only heard the story when I was in Hawaii. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. Last, I'm kidding. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe uh, Penny Hardaway loaned him money. I don't <laughs> exactly. know exactly. Which, by the way, last week's show. We, we talked about yeah. this, and as soon like as an we, hour later, as yeah. soon as we posted the show, an hour later, uh, he Memphis shut him down. Yeah, he withdrew his lawsuit in Memphis. Yeah. Uh, Too bad I missed that him. because uh, the, the, the smell test on that one was never ever good, and I yeah. think we've seen how it's been resolved. Has it? I kind well Memphis backing off that. I think. well, I think is they, he done for the year? I don't know that that's come out yet. Has it? As no, exactly. I, I think there's some. He's done nothing. <laughs> They, they recommended a suspension, and now they're getting the suspension. We have no idea for how long. We have no idea what the terms are. It's just, this, is, this was our point last week, Paul, yes. on the show, was NCAA is just waiting for the NBA to get this figured out. Get rid of these one and done yeah. so that they don't have to deal with this crap anymore. Yeah. That's what you're it right. is, right? Yeah, no, but, right. but if you get rid of the one and dones, then you're not even going to see these players in college ball. Yeah, but well. do you care? Um, I don't care. Uh, I think it's going to be great basketball. Different basketball. It'll be different great basketball. basketball. Great basketball. I, I agree. It's it, they're they're going to college. They're just going. They're just it's a waiting period. That's, That's really what it is. But the schools will care, of course. The the money's going to be significantly. The schools less. that right. recruit those guys, which are basically six or seven schools that recruit those guys, right? And there's legacy on the line for these coaches to win. And now that what in California, they if I was a one and done player, I'd go play for UCLA. Yeah, right. Because I can I can have my agent. Yeah, or my dad, whoever. Go get me endorsements. Well, they can make that doesn't kick two years, in until right? 2022. So. Yeah, two years. Yeah. yeah. Why? So why, why, why? Why? Well, because you can't just change that right now. That's what, you know, again, we're drifting off the topic here. That's no, why. We're talking about money. It is a topic. Well, that's why the can. NFL, that's why the NCAA is trying to figure something out because you can't have different schools with different rules. Well, that, that uh, they're kidding themselves if they don't think well. that's going to be the case. Other schools are going to have an advantage because of the markets they're in because of that. Yes. There's no question to about it. To some degree, it. yes. Yes. Final thought on Tua. By the way, uh, Evansville, congratulations yes. on an awesome victory. That, that was, was excellent. Fantastic to see. Uh, finally, on Tua, I, I think he's drafted. I still think it's possible late first round if he comes out of this with clear medical. So let's talk about the late first Maybe round. Maybe middle first round. You no, know. let's talk late because what does that mean? No, it's it's a, pretty good, good team. A, good, a good team it's gets him. I know where you're going with this, aren't probably you? doesn't need him next year. Who has really good ties to the Alabama program. Yeah. I mean, okay. right? New right. England, right? You're talking the Patriots. I, look at, they're not dumb. They've got a, they've got a type with these quarterbacks, and look at what happened with you know, with Garoppolo. You know, you can say he's he's struggling still, but his team is nine and one. Yeah, he's not whether struggling. you like it, or, he is struggling. Well, I mean, decision making, you know, he's still struggling. But he also he, he's also them fresh back from behind last. He's fresh. Yesterday. I have a Garoppolo rookie card here. Nice. Is that worth anything, boys? Not yet. It might okay, be. All right, yet. I'll put that back. There. I, okay. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. this, this could be a Mahomes kind of situation. Hey, look at Brissett, Where, by the way. Let's not just look at Garoppolo. Brissett's right. doing well with the Colts. But my, my point is, there's a lot of teams out there that don't need him next year. Sure. So you could give this kid 24 months to rehab this whole situation right. with a playbook in his hand, with, a, with a, a headphones on, listening to the play calling. You know, I'm a Holmes, Alex Smith kind of situation, wherever this lands. You know, maybe it's Detroit with Matthew Stafford. We have no idea what's happening there. 
right? Sure. There's a lot of teams now with veteran question marks, uh, some of which are just flat-out free agents. But, yeah, the end, the end of the 2020 first round is going to have some interesting teams that I think will have no trouble taking him. Well, whichever team signs Colin Kaepernick will not draft him. That's <laughs> no my segue. Colin Kaepernick. Well, let's talk. So we, so we, last week we talked about what we thought would happen. And we, we were kind of right. We were kind of right. Our thoughts were he would show up but not work out and just meet with the media, right? And he showed up. They, he wouldn't sign the NFL's waiver. Right. He made a whole bunch of demands that the NFL wanted it open to the, to. Wanted open to the media. Wanted it open to the media. Moved right. to a high school field. Yeah. And eight scouts showed up instead of the 25 who were at the Falcons yeah. facility. And a whole bunch of them that had gone to the Falcons facility for various reasons, did not go to the other one. It was an hour away. It was an hour away. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a, Saturday is a bad day in the NFL calendar. You, you know, you have pro scouts. Pro scouts are advancing games yeah. on the weekend. And there was Georgia-Auburn, like two yeah. hours later. Right. That's right. I mean, you well, know, that's no a small game. It's generally a different set of scouts, right. but to your still to your point. Uh, yeah. Well, and, right. then, and then the, the other thing, and then, so what we saw, I'm saying those of us who weren't there, all we saw were the reporting on this, and we saw his comments to the media afterward, which seemed um, – I looked at an angry person yeah. um, uh, that he had to do this. Um, that Dog it, and pony it, show. Yeah, right? it, it, just, it just seemed to me if I, were, if I were NFL general manager, and you know from the video again that we saw, and I've looked for a different video – yeah, he can throw the ball. Great. Yeah. Uh, everybody looks good in gym shorts, as you know. Paul was saying before. Um, but then I see his comments, just like I got, no, you know, he just seemed pissed off, uh, which he very well may have been pissed off. I'm not Colin Kaepernick. He might have been pissed off about the circumstances, or I don't know what they wanted him to sign. Um, but listen, we've all um, guaranteeing people listening. If you ever had to sign a contract, and if you showed your lawyer the contract, the lawyer's going to say, "There's some crap in here that's not good for you." So you either sign this and work for them, or you don't. It sure sounded like right? one of those "you can't sue us anymore" kind of contracts. Right? Might have been very yeah. well. Might have like, been like this is us making an effort to get you back in the league. You're done now with the blackballing stuff. That's that's to me what I read from the reports that I had heard. That, sure, that that you were going to sign your name here. We're going to put, but why not have media there? Why did the NFL leave that out? Well, because media aren't Explain invited to, to me. any. Media aren't invited to regular to workouts, pro to, day to, workouts, right? To free agent workouts. Free this, agent workouts. Was this a regular free agent workout? No, but well, <laughs> no other players get league mandated workouts either. But I'm no, sure you guys talked about this. What was the whole point behind this anyway? You know, to me, this was an NFL publicity stunt. Exactly. Right? I mean, do, do, we, do we think it's anything other than that? So so here I'll give you my take on this. And and we've I've talked to NFL people about the Colin Kaepernick situation over the years. And this is strictly how the football people think. He's been out of the league for three years. Sure. How many other guys are we ever talking about who haven't played in the NFL in three years who are on anybody's radar to be back in the league? Brett Favre. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, right, well, but that's different. He, he was a declining player when he left. It's right? a really important point, he, Paul. He was not let go because of just this. He was a declining player. The last player, year and a half were and, rough. And now, what is, what is he asking? He, 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 what's he gonna, if, he, if five NFL teams want to sign him, they're signing him as a backup right now. Yeah. Has he shown any inclination to want to be a backup? Is is he going to come no. in and shut his mouth and do his job? And as it was said to me, your job is to make the starter successful. Is is that what he appears to be ready to want to do? So this is why he hasn't had a single NFL workout in three years, nor will he likely get any NFL interest now because this is how the NFL people think. Well, in defense of – I'm, I'm going to defend Kaepernick and his camp here sure. for a moment. All the paperwork should have been handled well in advance, right? I mean, you shouldn't be – surprised with language and paperwork at the 11th hour. Well, clearly they weren't. They had a high school field reserved ready to go the same day. I, I give him credit right? for that. All right. I give him credit Fair for that. Fair point. He, he was ready. Fair point he was to ready. you. Sure he was, right. but it was all plotted. It was all planned. But, uh, so I'm, I, I defend Kaepernick on that, and it, it would seem very hasty, all this put together. But on the NFL side, okay, and again, the NFL is this organization. Um, they are in the public eye, 
but they they have teams that employ people. Yes. And when you go to work for somebody, they have code of conduct, they have rules, their standard contracts, both written all, and unwritten rules. Both written and unwritten, but mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, um, and, and I I think players, for the most part, um, they 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 get interviewed, they say what they need to say, and maybe I get told don't speak like that. But some guys are like, no, I'm going to say what I say, whatever. Um, we've been through all this. His message has been received, I believe. I believe what he set out to accomplish, he was effective in doing so. I, I, I truly do. Um, and he was principled about it, and he's paid the price. I remember a guy we used to work with, Paul, I won't mention his name, but there was something early on in my career. It was like, hey, if you want to be principled about it, I applaud you, but you're not. You're going to be unemployed real fast. Yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's, that's how, to my point. Right. That's spinning yes. back to my football point, which is that's not what – if you're the starting quarterback, you have the ability to do that. You know, tolerance for great players is much higher on everything than it is for lesser players. Sure. If you're the starting quarterback, you have the ability to do that. If you're going to be somebody's backup or third stringer, you have no ability to do all the things that you just said. Kevin. Is it is it possible that he plays well late in his career? Rich Gannon did. I mean, there are there are players who have blossomed late in their careers, quarterbacks, and you know maybe he has been watching game tape and uh, been a student of the game here. I mean, this is all possible, right? I mean, and that's why scouts did. Some may have showed up because their owner said, "Just go to this dog and pony show," um, but others probably the, the eight that went were curious. Right? Maybe. The, the, oh, I think so. I, I, listen, I would think they that... They should know what they need to know about him. Well, there's... A, there's what, what What was anybody going to learn from a shorts workout with Colin Kaepernick who hasn't played in three So years? why even have it? Because that's because the NFL felt the need to keep this story alive or try to put an end to it. Well, I just think that this story just has just continued um, the... It, and maybe that's what he wanted. I don't know. It's just it's just continue the saga, if you will. If he would have went and worked out and just worked out, again, I don't know which language was in there. And so uh, to be fair to him, I, you know, sit here and say he just should have signed it. Anybody who says that. It was a terrible spot for him to be in. It, it because, was. Because, Kevin, if he doesn't show, if he declines this workout. He looks bad. Right. No, he looks the worst. Sure. <laughs> he so he worked out. He worked out. To his credit, he says, I'll work out. I'm not he hiding he anything. Compromised. Okay. But, Paul, I think you make a great point. I thought he did a great job with the interview stuff from what I heard, from what I saw. I thought I thought he handled it well. You know, I've been ready for three years. You know, I'm, I'm keeping myself in shape. You know, I've been dealing with a lot of th- whatever. He didn't say that. He should have clear as day said, I'm willing to get back in the league any way possible. Well, why was that not put in his ear? I don't know. I don't, because maybe you're right. That was missing. That way. Maybe yeah, he doesn't but, think And maybe that he's way. being bullish on it, but it's a reality. You know, it's and, just a reality. You're you know, 32. And, and again, I understand what what likely happened to him. Yeah. That there was some blackballing. But the bottom line is, there's no right for you to be in the NFL. There, there's no requirement. There's you have to earn your way into the most incredible league requiring talent event maybe of any sport so they're, they're always smacked over the last three years a little bit of either his supporters or some of the media people who are like he deserves the chance and man I don't I don't know that anybody deserves the chance to play in the NFL here's my final comment on this it is astonishing to me that the NFL and Kaepernick's representatives couldn't negotiate a workout here that would just be run in a proper manner without controversy. I agree. Well, the NFL screwed this up again, and this is these are the three words we all need: Commissioner Peyton Manning. We need it. <laughs> I'm done with this I guy. Love it. I'm done with Roger. I'm done with it. This is just well, example number seventy-one of you screwed something but, up that was but, easy. But as you're hell. you're living in a fantasy land where you think the commissioner has power no, no, on no. his own. No, no, I'm li- I'm living in a world where I see the NBA who has a commissioner that plays for the players. And that's way better. But that'll never happen in the NFL because the commissioner is but it employed has to, by Paul. the owners. It has to. The, the, the reason that the NBA was able to change is that the NBA was making so much money that the commissioner doesn't have to work for the owners well, anymore. The NFL's in the same boat. Yeah. The NFL, no commissioner needs to come in and say, oh, yeah, I'll help you guys. You guys need need to be boosted up some more here. No no way. That's done. That's anti- That's 30 years old. Those guys can can survive on whatever happens in the NFL. He needs, We need a guy, to, or a guy or a girl to come in and push this thing towards the players because they're just getting taken to the shed. They're getting taken to the back of the shed in a lot of ways. Contractually, with the injuries, obviously the CTE stuff, my, I mean, my goodness, we're going to get into it. 
after last week's debacle. Hmm. But there's it's just weekly, weekly, weekly. And to that point, so are the referees. They're getting destroyed just as much. It, it, the the owners completely own this league from start to finish, and it is because of Roger Goodell, and I'm done with it. <laughs> All right, today's episode is brought to you by The Athletic. The Athletic, a subscription-based sports news site delivering in-depth sports coverage for real fans. Get detailed coverage of every trade, free agent signing, and storyline on your team, as well as expert analysis from national writers like Ken Rosenthal, Michael Lombardi, and Pierre Lebrun, plus deep insights from analytics gurus and former team executives like John Hollinger and Seth Partnow. Join today and get 40% off your yearly subscription by going to athletic.com slash spot track 40 off. That's athletic, excuse me, that's theathletic.com slash S-P-O-T-R-A-C 40 off. They do some great, great They're all over this Houston Astros story still. Oh, my gosh. Lots more coming up. Right. Yeah. As we talked about last week, which is, um, I can't wait to see what Major League Baseball decides to do. It's getting fun. Brown Steelers. Yeah. All right, this was, uh, the optics of this are horrific. The potential was horrific. Miles Garrett is lucky that he did not connect square on with Mason Rudolph's head. Did did, did the rubber pad on the back of the helmet hit Mason (laughs) Rudolph's head? And that probably was the difference. Uh, How he didn't have, split his head open, I don't know, uh, by swinging that that, helmet. That probably is how that didn't happen. Uh, Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely. That's the remainder of the season. He'll have to be reinstated before he can go to training camp next year or mini camp. the The amount of money he forfeits is not incredible. No, um, uh, one point one four million for one of the top Still pass on his rushers. Rookie deal then? Yeah, yeah. Still you, on his rookie this deal. Is year three. Um, his salary next year because the suspension is likely voided, but that's not going to matter. The guarantee on it. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't matter. That doesn't he's not matter. going anywhere. <laughs> right. This guy's an amazing player. Um, who made a horrific heat of yeah. the battle. Thank goodness he's an amazing player. He'd be an ex-player after this. Sure. Yeah. Um, many people have called for, well, they ought to press charges against him. Um, we've seen it before, right? All. Hockey, recently we've seen it, right? You saw it in the, the Bertuzzi thing, right? Bertuzzi situation. He's in the stick uh, as a weapon kind of thing. Dino Ciccarelli. Yeah. Uh, Cicerelli. Yeah. I say Ciccarelli, Donald. That How about Roger Clemens down. throwing the bat at Mug Piazza? Right. No. Uh, all these things. Or is that a salt charge? Uh, happening within, in the field of play. <laughs> <laughs> Your Metzdom is shining Sorry. through. <laughs> I, I, I have a different take on this. If I were a Steelers offensive line coach, I'm like, you can't even block him when he's holding the helmet. <laughs> All right, anyhow, I'm sorry. He destroyed him. <laughs> he destroyed him. Um, there's nothing else to say, but this is ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, is swinging a helmet. I remember this happening in Bill's training camp. More than once, right? Kevin. More than right? once, it I, happened a lot. I remember, uh, boy, Fredonia, one of the workouts – I think it was. Uh, it, oh yeah, it was. It was. It happened a lot. Mitch I Ferrat, I want to say. Yeah. Long time, old school, offensive lineman slash pro wrestler who played for the Bills in the nineties. Mitch Ferrat once put me in a chokehold in a bar in Fredonia. This is a true story. Not surprising. And I won't say which player uh, told him to get off of me, um, or he, or he'd kill him. And but anyhow, that happened. But anyhow, on the field, I, I boy, I don't want to throw names out maybe because I don't want to implicate, but I remember a player ripping another player's helmet off and chucking it at him and, you know, swinging it wildly in those training camp fights that used to occur in the heat of summer, in the heat of August. And, you know, so this stuff happens. Um, Heat of battle. They're not thinking straight. Mm -hmm. He clearly, you know, what we... What was Mason Rudolph deserves something here because he He was was trying to rip the instigator. He was trying to get his helmet off. He need him in the groin, right? And then he kind of went back at him too. And he went like, well, yeah, he ought to be fine for being stupid, dude. He (laughs) has your helmet. Get the hell off, offensive lineman. Yeah, get the hell out of there, right? Yes. How stupid? How stupid are you? Yeah, he's gonna get docked about forty grand based on that's it. Yeah, that's about it. Unless they double fine him for something, but I don't, I don't see that. It's just an unsportsman, like really. Uh, Pouncey got three games, right? I, I thought that I thought was, was high. I think that'll get appealed down. It should. I mean, he did kick and punch, and I mean, he yeah, he, in, he did some stuff in response and defense, and of it his was in retaliation. Get on the head with a but I think maybe it, that comes down to two or one at the end of the day. I because they're all getting fined too. There's additional fines coming this week. Yeah, and and the team 
should be fined heavily, right, for conduct should of the players. Yes. You're, they should. You're, you're okay with that? Absolutely. They have to send a message uh, through the league. Yeah, but you, you've, you've said the words heat of the battle three, four times already. Yeah. And I mean, players, how can the teams mitigate that? Did they draft the wrong guys? I mean, I, me- no. I think Pittsburgh is so with the quarterback. It's a message <laughs> thing. Like you said, you, you have to find the, the upper organization for the risk, for the actions of their own players, whether there was anything they could or could not have done against it anyway. It's amazing to me this doesn't happen more often. Yes. Where we have fights. I'm not talking about guys swinging helmets at each other. I'm just talking about fights on the field um, in, in the heat of battle. I'll give you my theory, but, Kevin, as to why there aren't more fights. Um, it's, not, it, it's not that guys don't go at each other. It's not that there's not heat of the battle. But it's, it's a different world now. A lot of these players know each other. Yes. They went to school with each other. They work out with each other. Um, the, you know, This is not the Raiders of the 70s where everybody hated everybody else. True. It, it, it's the, the, there's a, go watch, watch an NFL game after the game ends and the guys are walking off the field exchanging jerseys or whatever. It's, it's different. There is no hatred toward You're just my opponent that week. I'll give you a better answer. Yeah, this is the, not, helmet, the helmets don't come off that much, yeah, and nobody's going to punch somebody with a helmet on. Well, that's the stupidest thing you could ever do. <laughs> right. That's right. So this was just one of those instances right. where I'm just saying did in, everything. In, in total, there is not the kind of animosity that fans have towards their opponents. Um, I don't think that exists with players much anymore because guys change teams. All the, What am I going to do? Going to scream at this guy who might be my teammate in another six weeks? I mean, it, it, there, it just doesn't exist anymore. It's not the 70s well, and 80s anymore in that regards to that. I think it happens during games where, you know, guys are, you know, they, they get locked in, blah, blah, blah. But after the game, to that point, everybody's shaking hands and like it's the heat of battle. Yeah. But this... This crossed the line of the heat of battle when you're swinging a helmet. And keep in mind, Garrett has been a bit of a volatile player anyway. He's had another, a couple of other well, issues, uh, a couple of other, and certainly nothing like this. But I think there has been some track record with Miles Garrett, along with being a great player, that he plays a little bit, a lot on the edge. Well, so Trevor Simeon's so again, season's not, done because of him. Right, not to be unexpected when a guy has had three or four other situations to think that he was going to cross over one more line yeah, like but that. But no. Nobody thought this. Of course right? not. Of I mean, course not. I'm, I've been trying to quickly look at this. The uh, <laughs> the Pacers Pistons brawl back in 2004. The Rodman one. The our, Malice in the Palace. Malice in the Palace, where our test goes up there and starts yep. punching fans out. I don't think any of the teams were were implicated in this. Hmm. It looks not to me for like their lack of security. It looks to me or... like nine of nine players were suspended and fined, and tons of money was was taken away. But I don't think the Pacers or, or Pistons were fined at all for this. Didn't lose draft picks. Nothing. So to me that it that that's that that part of it did rub me a little wrong. Why why the teams? To me that's well because again, just it's, it's just you know that. coach uh, control of players. It's the optics of it. I, listen, you, you can the the players should be fined, and for the organization to say we're going to hang. It's it's a superficial thing, but it's just to let teams know it is superficial. Yeah, it's a superficial. That's why thing. I'm mad about well, it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's another example of they just don't get it. Miles um, Garrett back next year, no question. Too right? good a player. The second he's reinstated, they're yeah. going to extend him. Right? No, I'm just he's saying get ninety like, million dollars. <laughs> you know, he he's, uh, he's thirty. He's got thirty one sacks. He's I know In two and a half years. Can I, can I give you? Player. Can I give you my all time favorite? I probably used this story to you before on this show, but but it, it it always applies in situations like this. Great players have. There's a different level of tolerance with great players versus any other players. Yeah. The old classic Jimmy Johnson story of the third string running back yes. that fell asleep in the team <laughs> meeting room and got cut the next day, and then Jimmy was asked, "What would you do if Emmett Smith fell asleep in a meeting?" And Jimmy came out from behind the podium and tapped the reporter on the shoulder and said, Emmett, wake up. Right? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's this great players can do a lot of things that other players can't. I just want, if anybody uh, wants, so we, there's a, uh, you talk about the malice in the palace, yeah. one of the great all-time altercations in the NBA. I say great. Great, no. No, one of the, the, the most Horrific. memorable. Memorable. Was uh, Kermit Washington yeah. on oh, Rudy Tomjanovich. Tom sure. Right? Devastating blow. There's a book written about it called The Punch. It is an amazing book. I like it. It's How an, it changed lives, right? It's it's a great read. Um, it, it's it, Kermit Washington. Everybody just looked at him as his villain. He was a great player. Great player and a very docile guy. Like, this was so out of character for Kermit Washington to do it and to hear him describe 
um, why he did it, and then what his life was like afterwards. So is Miles Garrett going to have to change his name? Because that's what Ron Artest did, remember? Uh, the world uh, to yeah, like three he was probably on his yes. way towards doing that anyway. <laughs> this is gonna care. This is gonna stay with Garrett. Forever, world right? met no a piece. Question. He went to he went to world met a piece. Yeah, yeah, right. A, yeah, and then yeah. But he had a couple, I think. But yeah, but and you're right. This Miles is Garrett forever, is right? is a great player, but this will be his legacy, regardless of other whatever greatness on the football field in a football scenario he'll do. Let's say he's reinstated in March, right, with the new league year. There's a chance that Cleveland is extending Miles Garrett and Kareem Hunt. At the same time yeah, next year. That's true. Well, wow. again, yeah, there's football for you. Talent <laughs> overcomes a lot of other week of other fallbacks. All right, let's talk about some uh, highest paid players versus team outlook in sports. Um, it's incredible. quickly in the NBA. Steph Curry, the forty million, but you know the out- outlooks. To, he's broke. He's got a broken wrist. Uh, you know they're bad. Scott on the show. He did. He called it all. Called it he out. didn't they call mean, the Curry injury, but he no. called it all. Said the, the Warriors are going to be terrible. They're not going to make the playoffs, and that's that's for damn sure. They threw right out now. a team last night with just Draymond Green and some kids. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell needed the night off. I mean, I mean they are. D'Angelo Russell's hurt, I think, too, isn't he? Yeah. So it's going to be a brutal year. I mean, they might go right down to the bottom at some point here. Russell Wilson, great $35 million spent there. Seahawks are good. They're good. Mm-hmm. They're good, and he's maybe as as best as he's ever been, as good as he's ever been, right? He, well, MVP he's got a little help. Got a little help with yeah, that. Yeah, but first he has the pick. ability to elevate team, uh, the team yeah, around. He's him. a leader, which very few, which which is always the sign of greatness. I don't put his weapons even in the top ten of the league. Correct. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and Lockett's hurt now, so we've got to mm-hmm. see where that goes. Yep. But they have some. They, I will say, they have some good running backs. Yeah. I, I think they're. Uh, I think Carson and Penny are good running backs. Yeah, it's not a great system but for running backs right but now. But the average fan would rattle off 15 running backs before they oh, got to yeah. Chris Carson. Oh, oh, yeah. 15. How about 20? Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Connor McDavid with the Oilers. Finally. Edm- yes. Yeah, so Edmonton <laughs> fans are like, finally. Uh, with a tw- he, he's got game-breaking speed, always has, difference maker. But, hey, in that sport, you need more than just one guy. That yeah. is for sure. And they – Talk about remaking team with number one picks and having oh to move guys gosh. out. It's been incredible. It's like the Browns times nine. Yes, been incredible uh, with the Edmonton Oilers. But he plays in Edmonton. Is it so. going to stick though? They're they're leading the West right now. Are they built a built a stick? Ask me in January. Okay. Whoa. You know, yeah. everybody's asking me about Buffalo. Softball answer. No, everybody's <laughs> asking me about Buffalo after they won their ten games. Well, they're for real now. I said, eh, give me thirty. We'll get there. Give me 30. All right. And uh, then again, after what St. Louis did, that answer isn't always correct. as clear-cut as it used to be. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout's an interesting one in baseball. Yeah. I mean, he's the anomaly here, right? I mean, Curry's on a great team, just having a you know a down year. Russell's on a great team. Connor McDavid's finally on a great team. And then you got Mike Trout. That's your top your top paid player in the, in the big four sports right there. And Mike Trout has been to the playoffs once. Um, and it's it's robbery. It's any decent baseball fan should hate this, hate this more and more. This is a three-time AL MVP. They just won it again. Well, (laughs) Bryce Harper just proved this point. The the Nationals proved the point by not signing Bryce Harper. Yeah, let him go in free agency and then filling in with uh, other players and pitching, pitching, and they win the World Series. And the pitching, name me an Angels pitcher. You can't, can't nope. right? Here's the three opening day starters. Mike Witt. Mike. You can no longer say Mike Witt, Paul Peck. <laughs> no. Damn. Opening day starters in the Mike Trout era for the Angels. Jared Weaver, Ricky Nolasco, and Andrew Heaney. Yeah, okay. That ain't going to do it. No. Time to spend some money because there's some pitchers ready, Top- ready to go out there right Topic now. Topic for another podcast. Is he going to get moved? Is, is the Bryce Harper thing and everything that Kevin talked about and the fact that you don't need a great player to be successful as a team, is that going to lead to the Angels going, hmm, we love this guy and he's great, but we're not winning with him, so let's see what we can do get for him. Yeah, everybody's tradable now. Sure. Um, why can't they just fix it? There are a Los Angeles-based teams. That would be team. the way to do it. I've just dropped $250 million right now in two pitchers and fixed this thing. <laughs> rocket sure. science. Right. I mean, I mean you sp- they spent their money on Justin Upton, Mike Trout, and Albert Pujols. That's the problem right there. That's the problem. That's yep. the problem right there. Yep. Stop paying for bats. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Top offseason spenders versus the team outlook. The 76ers. Five, they spent half a billion. Million Sounds better when we say half billion. Sorry. It's half cool. billion. They're fifth right now in the East and had seven to one odds uh, to win the, with the yeah. conference. Yeah. Have you, watched, have you had a chance to watch them yet this year? I have not watched the Sixers yet this year. I've watched the Bucks. I have not watched the Sixers. Uh, they're going to be outstanding. 
The they're, Sixers. They're a really fun team. Well, yeah. yeah well, they've got Embiid, who's great. Yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of slow playing it right now and trying to figure out how the pieces all work together because there's a couple of new starters in that team yeah. now. Uh, they're going to figure it well, out. That's it's, it's going to be money well spent as long as you know Embiid stays healthy. The honestly. smart teams have figured out, and the Clippers have done this already. I mean, how many times has Kawhi Leonard rested? Yeah. Early on the season. Yeah. Like, it, you don't need to finish first in the regular. No one cares, mm-hmm. right? No one cares. It's like the NHL. No one cares. You win the President's Trophy. Yeah. I work you for the win Sabres. Win the cup from the seventh or eighth playoff spot as easily, if not easier, than you can in the first or second. I work for the Sabres when they won the President's Trophy. Mm-hmm. Eh. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, great. We won the regular season. No, now, it's all about winning the, the championship. Target. Like and the you, fantasy right. league. Right? Yes. I mean, unless there's a decent bonus for winning the regular season in your fantasy league, what do you care? No one cares. Nobody cares. Raiders. Um, now, interesting here, because we've criticized them on the show, and everybody about the Cleo Mack deal. Yeah, they and Amari Cooper. They did not have enough cash. And then they go on and spend nearly $400 million, And they're leading the AFC West, which... Is an incredibly bad division, or surprisingly bad division this yeah. year. Well, yeah. right? John Gruden knows what he's doing, and anybody that doubted that and made fun of him, I think you're getting your comeuppance now. He knows what he's doing. He knows he's a good coach. He's always been a good coach. He he knows how to put a team together to get the most out of what he has. They spent so much because they had ripped it down so much before. So that's why they're on Mike's list here. But I think we're seeing that that John Gruden. Knows what he's doing. He, he knows how to find the right kind of players. And it and it had more to do with finding his kind of players than it did the right kind of players because that's kind of what they went about. I'm going to narrow it down. He got his he's getting his, his quarterbacks playing well. Well, yes. he's had he had his quarterback yes. right. Yeah, but he had the quarterback. But he he's got the quarterback playing his way and listening. And it's all about the quarterback, Derek Carr. So it's Monday. We've got Chiefs Chargers tonight. I think it's a toss-up game in Mexico, truly, yeah, because of the way the Chiefs' defense is playing, and the Chargers are kind of coming on a little bit here, finally now. They're getting healthy at the right time. If, if the Chargers win this game tonight, the Raiders are in f- sole possession of first place, the Chargers are a half a game back, and the Chiefs are, are right with them. That's the AFC West yeah. right now. Uh, that's Which, a complete toss-up. It's astonishing that the Chiefs, well, injury to Mahomes certainly yeah. has. And their defense was yeah. has never been, hasn't been good all year long. And and we've talked about this before. There's a certain level of catching up to Patrick Mahomes that you've seen around the league. So now if Mahomes has taken two steps back from the incredible heights that he was last year yeah. and your defense continues to be bad, that's how you lose a bunch of close games. So what's worth more, my Mahomes rookie card or my Garoppolo rookie card? <laughs> that's a good question. That's a great Set question. Set on that till January. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Major League uh, Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights. By the way, three hundred and fifty million. They are currently seventh in the division, but still ten to one cup odds. They're the favorites, though. In the West, they're the Western Conference favorites to go to the finals because of their goaltending. Yeah, they're built to win. They're built to stick. They're built. They're built to they're win. Just in the going playoffs. through a slow start, right? They're they're built to win in the playoffs. They're Patriots in it. Well, take take, take the again, first two months off a little patriotizing bit. Patriotizing it. You you <laughs> like you don't you don't make you don't make the playoffs in the first part of the season, and right. you don't win the first uh, couple months of the NHL season. But you can get out of it, mm-hmm. right? So you just got to gotta keep your head above water. And as we saw with St. Louis, boom, you know, they turned it on. And it, it was a coaching change. It was a, that that yeah. was the catalyst, like, yeah. boom, to ignite it. So, um, and, and they had incredible momentum. And what Vegas did a couple of years ago, they've spent some money, certainly, up mm-hmm. front. Uh, the Stone signing, I think he's a really good player. Yeah, and a little th- high in the price, but good player. That'll work. That'll work uh, down the stretch. Major League Baseball, the top five last year in 2019: Angels, Phillies, Padres, Rockies, Yankees. Um, not for pitching though. <laughs> a- Angel- none, none of those teams spent money on pitching. Right. None of them, and that's why. And that's why, that's they, why four out of five didn't make the playoffs. Right. right? The only one was the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, that made the playoffs there. All right, we're going to transition to a, a team near and dear. Uh, it's in our zip code. Yeah, Literally near. I think it's time Could to give them some more love, near. right? The Just, most near professional sports team to where we are. Uh, the, the Buffalo Bills, and a team that is now 7-3 and three through 10 games. They're most, over, best start in 20 years. Their over-under by Vegas was 6.5. Mm-hmm. So if you bet the over, you are cashing in today uh, for sure. I, I thought they'd be right around 7 wins, but they have certainly... Uh, and, and you know what? I'm I'm going to credit the quarterback on this one. Yeah. Because he has shown talking about Josh Allen, he he is under the microscope here in Buffalo as every quarterback has been. He has shown the ability to get touchdown drives when they need them late in the fourth quarter. Yep. 
which to me is the sign of very good quarterbacks. I can't say great yet, but he's this guy's a gamer for sure, and he knows how to make plays. He is not the most accurate passer by any means, but you could tell that team respects him. They rally around him and his found ability to make big plays with his legs. And to me, that's why that team is 7-3. and three. Well, and my, my only quibble with you on that, Kevin, everything you said is correct. Um, they're 7-3 and three because they've had one of the easiest schedules in the league. It gets significantly harder, and I think to me that's going to be a much better test of what Josh Allen is and what he'll become and what he's going to be, frankly. I, I, in my own mind, my jury is still out on this kid because it's easy to sweep the Dolphins and it's easy to have three of your career best games against Miami the last three years. Show me what you can do against the Ravens, against the Patriots, and then if you're getting into the playoffs, which they clearly are, are you better than a one-and-done? Because if you're a one-and-done quarterback with some of the other flaws we've seen, then I have to wonder whether, he's, whether you're the right guy or not. They do have some challenging games coming up no question they host Denver and then they turn around and play in Dallas on Thanksgiving I don't think anybody expects him to win that game in Dallas I I, I expect him to lose that Except game the cow- you never know what you're getting with the Cowboys either so I expect him to lose in Dallas okay short turnaround you're you're, you're playing there on Thanksgiving I, I think that's a, a very challenging game for him I don't think Denver's going to be a cakewalk for them either and you have the Patriots again uh, near the, Baltimore uh, yeah, and at the Baltimore. Patriots I forgot the Baltimore the game. Yeah. Right? Beginning you're like, ah, Baltimore. <sighs> right now, Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore <laughs> looks amazing. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. But let's talk about how the how the Bills were built here because it, it has been a to use Sean McDermott's term, the process. Yeah. A lot of teams' terms. Though, and, right? and how they did this when they came in in 2017, which a year, by the way, they made the playoffs, um, which I think was a surprise even to them that they made the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go too deep into this because I can I can put this in an article form and kind of post it out there. But essentially, I, I pulled the Bills last three years out, off seasons, you know, trades, analysis of how they kind of moved the, the pieces around. You know, obviously part of this was getting the quarterback. So you you know that was, but but that's not the first thing they did, and that's that's why the point I wanted to make here. You've got all these teams like the Dolphins and the Bengals that were were expecting to go out right now and get themselves a quarterback. But if you look at the rest of those rosters, they are not quarterback ready. They're not even close to quarterback ready, right? And that's how these careers get destroyed in three. I mean, look, people said the Bears were ready, right? Except for the Bears' offense was not ready for yeah, Mitch Trubisky. They're ready to find right. a new quarterback. They were ready to stop the ball, and the defense held them up for a lot of, a lot, you know, 12 wins last year. Uh, they didn't have an offensive line that was even close to being able to, to handle Mitch Trubisky, and I think Mitch Trubisky's career is done. I think that benching last night be was an it. interesting case study. He may be the very first Really high draft pick that a team was all in on and then is all out on. Outside of Rosen? Uh, you think I Rosen never even got the chance? Never, no, no yeah. never proved himself, never got the chance, never had the backing of the front office. I mean, Matt Nagy True. was all in on Trubisky, all the way in. Yeah, this was um, their guy, you're right. And and literally this is, I am all in on this guy, we're out, he's done. <laughs> I mean, that, that it, you know, and to have it happen on a rookie in such a short period of time, Back to to the point we've learned from you, Mike. You can do it financially now yeah. when you couldn't do it before, and I think you're right. I think you know. I think they're they're in the market for a quarterback next year. They may keep Trubisky on that roster, but his lock on the starting job gone. I think it's it's someone other than someone in a Bears uniform who starts the opener for yeah, them next give year. Give me Tua. <laughs> Might be. Might be. <laughs> yeah. no, the the Bills. They drafted players that they believe are going to play for them in the year. They draft. They went out and drafted players they they thought were really good players. Well, here's the way I I analyze the Bills, and, and you know this is one model. This isn't the model, right? I mean, every team's going to have the, their own process essentially based on what they currently have and what they can move forward with. The Bills decided that there were two areas they were going to they were going to focus on first. And what's interesting is they they really already had a left tackle. They had a guy in Cordy Glenn, Cordy who Glenn. I think a lot of people in the league. Really liked, uh, but he was injured. Injured a lot. There was maybe some locker room issues with Cordy Glenn that we've kind of heard some rumblings from. Uh, he was replaceable, is my point. And I think that was step one with Brandon being the GM coming in here was identifying players that either were definitely not working, were contractually not working for the short term. Darius. Yep. And then, or, or players who could be replaced via the draft or via the free agency. And number two, the step number two, I think Brandon being made was. What positions are we going to be drafting, and what positions are we going to be signing? And that's a very important decision. That's a 
to me, that's a day and a half conversation with your front office when it's brand new and you're sitting down at a table together. Because there are just some, there are positions right now I don't think you should ever draft. Ever. Defensive line? A defensive tackle? A, stuff, a stuffing defensive tackle? By the way, the, this Bills regime has made that error. They've made that error. They made it with Ed Oliver this year, right? That's an error, in my opinion. They, it was a knee-jerk. He's the best available. Let's just take him and see what happens. So I'm not giving him 100% credit here. Because to me, that's a position you don't draft, especially high. Um, but they identified that they weren't going to be taking a wide receiver in the first round ever again, right? In fact, they, they, they traded Sammy year. Watkins out of town. But they will next year. I'm not sure they will, Paul. I think they will. Paul, there's six great wide receivers coming in this draft. I think you're a fool. This is 2014 all over again. This is the Sammy Watkins draft all over again. The Bills regret Sammy Watkins because they moved up. They, they gave up draft assets, and he's, you well, know. He, that wasn't this regime. Correct. It, it wasn't, but I'm saying they – it's, it's the franchise. Sure, they, they, sure. There's a lot of history with Sammy Watkins in this franchise. They know that that was a but miss. But see, to your point, Mike, and, and this is th- th- it's a great point, it, this is where smart front offices, because the reason I brought it up for the Bills is it's it's their glaring need, wide receiver next year. Yeah. And it will be, and there, there won't be a close number two. So as a front office, do you have the fortitude and smarts to say, this is what we need, but the draft tells us not to do it. I, so let's take something else that we need light, slightly less, but has more value as a higher draft pick and come back and get the wide receiver either via free there's agency no question. or via later in the draft. And that's not always easy to do. That's not easy for a GM. It's not easy for a scout. It's not easy for the coach who's pounding the table saying, I need this player <laughs> right. to get me where I want to get. You better get me one of these Can guys. I, here, here's my thought on you know, why are the Bills successful right now? Yeah. At, at, at seven and three. I, I don't think they're, they haven't played a lot of good teams. They could be eight and two if they're kicker. At one point, right? a couple weeks right? ago, their combined wins of their opponents was less than all 10. Right. But you can, only, you can only play against whom you're scheduled against. Correct. All right? So it's not their fault. All right, and so they're winning games. They should win, and you could argue they they should. They played the Patriots really well. Their quarterback made some anxious plays that resulted in turnovers. All right, but that's what young quarterbacks do. But I look at the success of the Bills has to me has been in the drafting uh, of draft gems, if you will, and signing the mid-level free agents who have played well and work well together. Hyde and Poyer, for example, their safeties. All right, they hit on Tredavious White, first-round pick. I don't know if they've hit on Tremaine Edmonds yet. Oh, I right? like him. I like him, but I, 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 I'd like to see him outside instead of inside. They hit on Matt Milano. Yes. Right? They hit on him really well. Um, again, I look at Hyde and Poyer. Dawson Knox, they've hit on that kid, the rookie tight end for this football team. So they've hit on, and those are just a couple of examples, they've hit on some of those players. I thought Harrison Phillips, before he he injured his knee, they hit on that guy on the defensive line. Some of their first-round pick, they have some raw raw ingredients right now that they're still working on. I'll include Allen with that. I think Allen's raw. I think he's a gamer. Ed Oliver's raw. You know, you can tell me how polished he was, but he's raw. Uh, for the NFL, Oliver was Oliver was a bit of an outlier. We in that he's a significantly undersized yeah. right. NFL tackle who dominated the college level because his athletic ability, who I think is not dominating, trying to play the same way in the NFL and not dominating because a 280 pound defensive tackle does doesn't usually work. cut it in the NFL. So, th- to but Mike's they figure they they yeah. figure the guy they spent a lot of money on star, you know, Latulale, right. To, or Latula Lele, or however you want to say would help Ed Oliver, right? You can't ever count on Well, well I'm just saying. like that, he, That's a positive way to look at it. I look at it as uh, Ed Oliver was the Band-Aid to fix the fact that they spent a ton of money on Star Latula Lele because that yeah. was a mess. So, yeah, but, yeah <laughs> the point is, though, they haven't had all hits. That's, no. That's the point. No, but they haven't wasted top three picks. Right. They have not wasted and, first the top 100 draft picks. Right. The and they had a ton well, of salary. Ed might be. And they had a ton of salary cap Maybe. room, Maybe. which allows you to throw a little more money at a Latulale um, than maybe you should have been paying, but because your need was so big, all right, we need him, we want him, let's pay him 20% more than what we really think he's worth because we have the money, A, and we have the need, and, B. And another guy they hit on, by the way, is Lorenzo Alexander. 
Right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, anytime you hit on a 36 year old guy who's I'm just, playing that well, it's 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 just an anomaly. Let's be well, honest. Well, no, but but wait, wait a second, though. They he was here before that regime got here. Yeah, but they've kept him. That's right. And, and they so, didn't replace him with a high draft. Pick. Right. They they could have easily gone edge rusher at any point in right. time with knowing Jerry Hughes was maybe on his you know last couple good years here, and Lorenzo certainly should be on his last couple good years here. Sure. He, they extended Jerry Hughes. And they, they've been bringing back Lorenzo on, on smart deals every year since, since this regime came in. To me, those are the decisions a lot of teams don't make. That's, that's why I'm giving the Bills credit here. They didn't get, get drawn into, we got to take the wide receiver, we know it's the biggest void. They didn't get drawn into, you know, we should be in the Cleo Mack you know, conversation right now. They, they didn't. They didn't because they knew that, that they, they clearly had a plan, and it was from the inside out, right? They started with the offensive line. They started with the secondary, which I, I'm not sure – I think that's new for a lot of teams, don't you? I think I think from the most part it used to be a build the trenches and then go out from there, right? Yes. I don't, I don't think the Bills did that. The Bills, the game has changed to demand that now. There's no running game, right? Right. You've got to stop the pass. Yeah. Right. So, Kevin, you kind of glossed over how they got their secondary. It kind of all came in one snap, instantly. Right. Right. They they took a free agency and a draft class and said. We're getting our secondary, and they're going to stay together for four or five years, and that's been the case, and that's a big part of this consistency matters if you can keep guys healthy liking each other right not going crazy yes then you've got something and that, that is why the bills got into the playoffs in 2017 this core just kind of came together quicker than they thought they then you know put allen in the fold and went from there but i again that was a hard decision by the way we we, we kind of glossed over that too tyrod taylor was playing halfway decent football sure I, I they 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 traded him away at a point where they knew it was, it was either rip it all the way down and start start fresh with the quarterback and then build up from the – because that was their plan, right? That was the plan in 2016. I think it was an easy decision to get rid of Tyrod, and I'll tell you why. Because they, they played a playoff game and he couldn't produce a touchdown. Okay. And so it's about winning in the playoffs. We might have it, that this year with Josh Allen. It, it was <laughs> – well, you might, but um, I, I just think with Tyrod – he wasn't willing to take the chances yeah. uh, to do it, and Allen shows that he's willing to take some chances. Yeah, and you've got to take some chances to win the NFL. The world knew Tyrod Taylor's ceiling was, and they knew it too, and it wasn't good enough. He's a guy they, by the way, they benched him. That is correct. During the year, yeah. they benched him right. and put in Nate Peterman in that horrible game against the Chargers. Yeah, but what happened? They were able to trade their starting quarterback. Right. They were able to trade their starting defensive tackle. They were able to trade their number one wide receiver in Sammy Watkins. Marcel yes. Darius, Tyrod Taylor, Sammy Watkins. Those are the trades the Bills have made in the Brandon Bean regime. That's not small. <laughs> Certainly that not. Is, that is, we are rebuilding, and we, you guys could probably help us, but we're not ready for you to help us. Now here, it's identifying where we had to be in this window, and I think they've been brilliant with and it. And they also cut LaShawn McCoy. And right. that's a big problem for the Chiefs right now. Who was inactive, by the that way, is for the big, Chiefs. That is cap Here, dollars that should be putting, being put into secondary depth, yeah. and the Chiefs don't have it right now. Mike, here's my point. Here's my question to you on this. Rebuildings are, look different in different places. Of course. Um, the Bills have had a, had a long run of a lack of success. Um, while their fan base isn't necessarily patient, yeah. their fan base was willing, if they felt like the right people were in the right places, to let it be a two- to three-year process, of which it clearly has not every place is like that so how much of what the bills did as a model is going might work in other places or not work i'll give you two teams i'll give you the dolphins and the bengals and of those two knowing what you know about what they've done in the past 18 months who do you think's in better shape dolphins no bengals it's definitely bengals are the bengals took a left tackle and two guards last year in the draft that's exactly how you start this thing yep they, they should I mean, be terrible right now. They've three first-round pick offensive linemen in the last – at least two offensive first linemen in the first round in the last If that left tackle's healthy right now, right, where, where are Will- the Bengals? Jonah Williams from Alabama. Yeah, who got where, where are the Bengals right now? A lot better they're, than they are They ain't 0-10. Right. But uh, to me, they're ready for Joe Burrow. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're ready to get that guy now. I mean, they're going to dump some wide receivers. A.J. Green's going to walk. They might have to trade Tyler – they should trade Tyler Boyd. They should trade – Weapons right now. Right. They, they, might, trading, they might move Mixon Atkins yeah. because he's at the tail end of a great career. You've got to build outside in now, right? Yeah. Like you, don't, you don't need the weapons yet. You've got to get Burrow comfortable, bring, you know, some free agent signings, some, some veterans to go with that. If you look at what the Dolphins have done, <clears throat> to me, they've ripped it down way too far. Wait, they should never have, have traded Laramie Tunzel. You, you can't trade a left tackle in but this process. the price was so appealing. But did they really need it? Did they really need it? 
I, I don't I don't know if I can answer that question. I mean, again, you're it's no different than what the Bills did, which was collect assets for players sure, right. either they didn't value or in some cases, and the Laramie Tunsil to me is the example of, we like this guy, we would keep him, but look what they're offering. How do we say no? Uh, I want to spend. I want to give you a hundred grand for your nineteen seventy three Pinto. What are you gonna? Oh, I love that car. What are you gonna do? Say no. And by the time we're ready, right? I may not get this offer for him. Okay, so let's say that they're thinking in that mindset, which is smart. Then they're not taking a quarterback this year. Well, that's interesting in right? itself too. Then they're waiting for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that'll be, a be very interesting because they've got to rebuild the see. offensive line this year. Yeah, they very, have So I, if, I, if they're a, in the mindset that we're talking about here, then they are not. It's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2020. Yeah, uh, I was amazed um, in, in uh, you know, we all follow pro sports pretty well. I follow college sports a lot because I announce college football games. There were so many players on the Dolphins team that played the Bills yesterday yeah. that I had never, <laughs> ever heard of before. I'm like, it's the NFL. How is this possible? It's like watching a Warriors game right it now. It was like watching an <laughs> XFL game. And frankly, half those guys that played for the Dolphins yesterday are probably going to be in the XFL next yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty it, It's pretty dramatic. I mean, even to, to the point of guys on defense who are undrafted free agents who, who have would have no prayer of playing on any quote-unquote legitimate NFL team. So to Mike's point, the Dolphins have cut it too far down. Yeah, but I will also say this. If Hearns hangs on to the damn football, that's a different football game. Well, they're game. still NFL players. They're still NFL players, and it's still a different game. And this just swings back to something else that you talk about building. There's a point where you've got to go with the Eagles model and the Colts model where you have to coach more aggressively. Yes. And I think that this will be the, the this is where the Bills will falter. Um, as they get towards the end of the season here by making too many conservative decisions. Yeah. Um, for example, when they uh, they kicked a field goal to make it 20, they were in tight, and I was sitting here thinking, they should go for this. Yeah. And the people are watching, like, why? Just kick a field, make it a, it'll make it a, uh, a three-possession game. I said, no, it, it'll, be six, it'll be 16, I think it was. I said, no, because... I was hoping I was rooting for the Dolphins to go down to score a touchdown and go for two to make it a one possession game sure. again. Because that's how if I were coaching the Dolphins What do you they, have to lose? Well, hang right? on. And what do the Dolphins do? They scored a touchdown, kick the extra point, and then onside kick. Incredible onside and, kick. And and recover it. And I'm like, there you go. You kept him in the football game. You had a chance to put him away early, and you don't. And to me, and look at you go to the game last week against the Browns. They play conservative to play for a tying field goal. Yeah, that is horse. You know what? I could should have said it. We're on a podcast. I, Anyways, uh, <laughs> you go for you go for the you go for the win. I, you don't go for the tie. You don't go for the conservative stuff. Go for the put. When you can put a team away, you put a team away. So you're sort of you're finishing off the, the model we're talking about here because to me this isn't the Bills' year. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> certainly not. This is the year to sort of break out of the shell, understand what you have. This offseason coming is going to be the green sure. light. We're in the yellow light right now of the model. To me, 2020 offseason is the green light. And the green light is where you go and get that playmaker, right? That guy that allows you to be uber aggressive, you know, at all points of time, at all points during the season, weather pending, right? You go and get that guy. So to me, if it is a first-round pick, I, I, don't, I don't agree that it should be. If it's a wide receiver, I think there's going to be some free agents available that you can mix with a second or third round pick. I, I, I just, to me, to me, you go get linemen in the first round. You go get a lineman or another cornerback, right, to go alongside of Tre'Davious White, who's going to get eighteen million dollars a year, by the way, this offseason. Hey, the Rams are a great example of this with their receiving core. It's they are right. They won seventeen to seven over the Bears last night. Their five wide active wide receivers cost three million dollars. Right, they didn't yeah, have a Brandon Cooks or Woods Robert and Woods. Cooks were both out, but, yeah. but they but, did just fine without him. They, you know, aside from I know wow. they drafted a quarterback against <laughs> the Bears defense. I know, I know. but I you know. know, you look what the Rams did. They drafted a quarterback one. They drafted Gurley one overall, yeah. right? Uh, but they really built the offensive line, and then they've got people seconds on on. Receivers, I love that you brought right? them up, Kevin, because they're a perfect way to cap this off. The problem the Rams had is. They didn't stagger, right? The girly contract came. Then they, for some reason, they felt like they had to pay golf right away. Yeah, to me, we've talked about it here. Aaron Donald's in the mix there too. Donald was right with Gurley, right? Same year yes, as Gurley. Yes, that's correct. That you've got to be able to stack. There are positions of importance that we talked about here, right? Your your pass rushers, your secondary, 
your your top wide receiver and your quarterback and your left tackle. They haven't paid a left tackle yet because they've got like a forty year old playing there right now. Right. But to me, the golf that golf contract, love them or hate them, the timing was wrong for it because now they're way in, way in on their on their money, and there no there's no getting out for two three years. Well, the Jalen Ramsey trade may have been going too far in because now they're going to pay him. $18 million a year. Right, and they have nothing to replace him with in draft picks. That's right. So that's where the Bills have to be continue to be smart with this and rigid with this. It's the same situation in Dallas. Dallas has been playing house money for two, three years. They did everything right. They, 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 they spent you know five unsexy draft picks on, the, on that offensive line, started to pay those guys a little bit. They got the core built in. Phenomenal defense, really strong, underrated secondary. Paid DeMarcus Lawrence, which everybody thought they should do. But now you've got Dak. Byron Jones, and you just paid Zeke, and you've got Amari Cooper, who all need money. I don't know if you handle that. So. Well, when they get their money, they better call Morgan Stanley, Global Sports Entertainment. They will help all professional athletes and entertainers with everything they need to know to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth and how to maintain and keep it and grow it. Learn more. Go to morganstanley.com slash GSE. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Members, make sure you check out the premium section of SpotTrack.com. Also, rate us wherever you download this podcast. For Mike Gennetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.